0: Thank you, Lord.
1: Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Aren't you glad glad that you're made out of the stuff that don't bluff? That's right. Praise Praise God. Let's turn to 1 Peter tonight, if you would. Again, chapter 5, verse 7. I'm just happy to be in the house of the Lord. What a privilege it is for us to be gathered together with God's people, and mainly with God in His presence. First Peter chapter 5 verse 7. Good advice for every Christian in every age. Really, 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 really good advice for us Christians in this age. Because all the things that we have to deal with from day to day, casting all your care upon him, for he cares. For you, I love the way Peter does this when he doesn't go down through and list them all, but he just says, cast all your care, just put it in one big shovel and just throw it right on the Lord, casting all your care. The word casting is to throw upon or place upon casting all your care. Merima, care or anxiety upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. So that lets me know. He can't devour everybody. But he's seeking for those whom he can. So it's just quite simple. Just be one that he can't swallow. You've seen the little cartoon, haven't you, of the great big bird and the frog has got a portion of his head and his mouth and his arms is around the bird's neck. And the bird is trying to swallow him and the sign says, don't never give up. So even if the devil feels like he's got your head or your feet or your stomach or your nerves or whatever it is, keep them hands right around his throat and say, You ain't getting me. You can't swallow me. You can't handle me, devil. I'm telling you, you can't handle me. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, how grateful we are tonight that we can have that kind of consolation. Lord Jesus, we realize that it is not in our strength or our stability, It is not in how great we are, how important we think we are, how much faith we think we have, how long we've been serving you. Our strength is in you alone. And for that, we can testify tonight and be so happy in our hearts to know that our strength is in you. No matter what society does, no matter what our friends do, no matter what people around us may do or say, we can remain Was our faith steadfast in the promise of your word? Not saying that people do not affect us and have influence on us because we would be numb if they didn't. But yet, I do not believe you desire for us to live in this world and let anyone but you control our lives. Help us tonight, Lord Jesus. Speak to us your precious word, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, saints. You may be seated. So from reading this, would it convince you that the early church didn't just go around on cloud nine all the time? And that they just had everything they asked for? I mean, as soon as they asked it, God just granted it and everybody loved them and everybody just thought they were great. And I certainly don't get that out of those passages of scripture. But what I get out of this is in the same continuity that I see of others that the early church was a hated group of people, a despised group of people. And they needed not only the great understanding about the power of redemption and the freedom that the cross had brought, the liberality that the blood of the Lord Jesus has purchased for them, but they needed to know how to behave themselves in the midst of great trials and tribulations. Because they were going through a great traumatic time. Now I love the way that Peter, that he encourages the saints of God as far as what to do. That they are to cast their care on the Lord. And then he tells them why. Because the Lord cares for them. And then he goes on to give them a little bit more of the armament that they would need to help them to be the right type of believing children. And that was, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, he's not a roaring lion, but as a roaring lion, walk us about seeking whom he may devour. Now we know that it is, was a common term in what is called Hebrewism in that they would use uh, symbols like this. The prophets used it and, and the apostles picked it up because they of course was raised on the readings of the prophets. So whenever the apostles wrote, they would pick up this Hebrewism and they would write it in a similar way. So it was a very common thing for them to use animals, both in a positive and a negative way, to use symbols. And they would use trees and they would use nature... Because they saw a parallel in God's creation and being able to run the creation to man. So it was not an unusual thing for the line to be used. And yet Peter chooses to use it in a little bit different way than John did. So he choose to use the line because of his strengths, but also because of his rage and his malice and his cruelty. Now Peter wants them to know that the Lord Jesus is greater than all their burden and all of their care. But he does not want to paint this in such a way that they will feel like that their enemy is just a pushover. And really their enemy is just this weakling that, you know, he can really do nothing to you. And he's just a jello guy. He's at, at the best, he's just a pudding sort of fellow. You know, so he just kind of sits around and squishes around like a bowl of jello. No, Peter wants them to know, look, this guy that you're dealing with is as a roaring lion. Now, he's not actually a lion. But yet he has the ability to roar and scare you good. And not only that, but he has great rage and he has great malice and strife. And he's going about as a lion which has been injured and has been wounded through the power of the cross. Now, you know, if you've ever dealt with him. I was in Africa several years ago and Brother Biscoe was hunting there and hunted Cape Buffalo. Well, he shot this Cape Buffalo. I was with him right beside him whenever he shot it. And he shot it with a 500 H&H it was a giant a gigantic caliber of a bullet and he hit this bull or cow rather it was and shot her right here when he knocked her completely down an animal weighed thousand twelve hundred pounds knocked her off her feet, landed right over on the side she landed on her side and she was laying there kicking on her side like this and every move she was making this gigantic stream of blood was shooting out of her body so I said, if I sure I'd shoot it again, no, nah, she'll be alright so whenever we walked down there to where she was, 110 yards maybe time we got down there that cow had got up and run off now whenever she did she run right back in the herd of the rest of the Cape Buffalo well that put us in of course on a track to be able to find her once she gets among the rest of them you cannot hardly find her well whenever we started tracking her we went half a mile three quarters of a mile one mile two miles three miles kept on walking and the guides become very alarmed because what the Cape Buffalo will do is they will double back now what they do they go among the herd Then they'll double back because they can sense you behind them, and then they go to looking for you, and then they're going to kill you. Well, the guide was concerned about that. Three of the guides and trackers they were very concerned about the doubling back because they saw some tracks coming around the bushes. But they also saw that there was four lions, which was also actually the same one. Now, through the smell of blood, they were able to detect that an animal had been wounded. So now we've got the cape buffalo and the herd, and we've also got these lions which are now also on the very same track now once the trackers which is what they've done are uh, pretty much all their life they become so alarmed you know because now you've got two enemies. you've got a wounded buffalo which within itself is dangerous you also have the lions and you have the lions in between you and the buffalo so they can go after them or they might go after a nice Donny Reagan filet mignon who knows you know they may want ribeye It might be my rib on their eye. So, you know, just they've got a choice now. So whenever you've been there, it's not quite like you going to the Knoxville Zoo and you see them saying, Oh my goodness, that's so scary. Them things are tame, friends. But when you know you've got one within the distance of that, then Peter uses this symbol to let us know that our enemy is not to be played with. Now, whenever this thing happened and Brother Biscoe shot this buffalo, the rest of the herd did not know where the shot come from. So here we are in Zimbabwe, flatland, no mountains, no place to run. So all of a sudden, over 150 Cape buffalo start right toward me and Brother Bisco and a couple of other brothers there and we're about 75 to 110 yards. The others are closer to us. So once they start, I have no idea where to go. I can climb a tree. I've done it before. But there ain't no trees to climb. So you're standing there and you're thinking, oh God be merciful, I'm thinking "You know, this is my end. So all of a sudden the guy that's with us has enough about him to take his rifle, shoot it up in the air a couple of times and when they do then it draws their attention and they turn and go the other way. But you're within seconds of death. Now I don't believe that we would look at our enemy and play with him and toy with him the way we do and his tactics if we looked at him as if though... was that close to death. It would be as it were a Cape Buffalo or a natural lion and you are toying with the temptations of the devil or the things that Satan puts in front of you acting as if so you are in control. There's no way that we would take the solicitation to evil of what Satan offers us to do if we took this uh, this, uh, parallel that Peter uses and treats this as it is a roaring lion. As soon as this thing come to us, no matter what he's trying to do, temptation, trying to get us down, discouraged, whatever it is, we would recognize this is not a little cat. This is not a little house cat. This is a lion and he is after me. We would not toy with temptation, we would not stay home for a mere little headache and not come to church. We would not, well you want to go to church or not, I don't know, what do you want to do? If you looked at the devil the way he really is, it would take something to keep you out of the house of God. Instead anymore people just stay home because they can stream so they don't have to go to church. Well the Bible still tells me to assemble yourselves together now Peter wants them to know that their God is greater but that their enemy is very very powerful now Satan of course breathes out against the saints and his roar can be horrifying I've told you before me and Carol in South Africa and Johannesburg and they want to put us in a nice place a complimentary place so they take us to a game park reserve and we get in there at night time we don't know where we are we fly in there and we arrive late all of a sudden we know we come into this place it's got a thatch roof it's a hotel type thing it has a strange aroma to it to begin with and you come into there at three o'clock in the morning something like that we hear a line it sounds like he's next door in the next room we found out of course the next morning that there's a fence just right out from our our hotel the reserve park where we are and this guy apparently liked doing that because just about every night you know he would do the same thing over again well he does that at three o'clock in the morning uh, the next morning at daylight monkeys is all over our roof so we're not we're not sure if we're in hell, if we're in a zoo we're just not sure where they have took us until we wake up and then realize once we know what it is and we step outside in this little small veranda of the thing and then we see this gigantic fence 14 feet high, then we kind of figure where we are. But let me tell you something it still never took away the chills from my body, I'm not sure why, the next morning at 3 o'clock and immediately it was just something that happens simultaneously that when that riot lion roared all of a sudden my wife's body went whammo right against my body I mean it was just like a glue stick and that was you know pretty consecutively every morning so uh, you know even though we knew day two day three day four what it was but there was still something about that roar that was ferocious now maybe you've been saved a long time and the devil's roars and the devil's temptation and the devil's thing, oh you think you're so powerful you just really don't even bother I don't mind telling you as the son of God I am not afraid of the devil that the devil's gonna get my soul, but when the devil comes close enough to me and the devil is able to even know kind of my moods and where I'm at, and he will have people picking at me and doing things. A lot of times, Christians, when they don't even know it themselves, and they become an instrument that is actually aimed right at me. I take I pay attention myself because I realize he's watching me very close, he knows where I'm at and he knows what, is anybody going to preach to me tonight? He knows exactly where I am and he knows this really bothers me when I get down to a certain place, you know what I'm saying? And whenever he will have sometimes your best of friends and many times it's not just necessarily a sinner but sometimes church people or Christians and yet they themselves become an instrument Lord have mercy children, it should be the the, the farthest from our desire of any of us to ever be an instrument that the devil can use? Can you imagine the devil using your mouth to discourage somebody? You walking up and saying something to somebody or, or texting somebody something or another and found out that that was actually used to bring that person down? Oh my, that should be the farthest thing from any of us. We should want to be an encouragement and a lifting up and a prayer and a so on and so on. But if we'll all be honest, we'll probably all be able to say amen tonight that more than likely many times times in our lives we have been an instrument in the hands of the devil to discourage preachers to discourage companions to discourage come on now don't sit there and look at me that way and yet we realize that many times we didn't even know it ourselves. but who was it that was doing it it was our enemy because the enemy knew your word would bring more discouragement than a rank low down sinner Amen. Amen. So Peter said, whenever you are facing this lion, no, he is ferocious, he is fierce, his growl can be frightening, it can be terrifying, but greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. But he does want us to know that we must be equipped by the grace of God. So whenever he uses this, he's going to lay out the wiles of the devil or the tactics or the means by which Satan and his strategy." will be able to try to bring us down now i'm not sure if the devil is able to see something about sealed souls or not i'm not sure if there's something in aura in the supernatural dimension that we put out or if it's just our consistency in our faith that he watches but if you know you just wonder in your mind is there not something about the sealed saints of god that have the baptism of the holy ghost that emit we know the saints of god emit and pulsate light from their souls and when it does that it sends some type of message and the demons in that realm as they project streaks of darkness and saints of God project streaks of light and brother Brandon will tell them over and over again by discernment now I see you're a Christian and didn't say oh, somebody bring my measuring tape and let me measure her dress uh, and somebody uh, you know what's the color chart now red's accepted tonight and aqua and blue and coral is not so you brothers is out uh, you got on tangerine so that's definitely not accepted uh, so now we, we cannot be identified with that but I, I see sister that you got on uh, you know your heels are okay well we believe that but brother Branham, over and over again you're a christian because i see light coming from you so in the supernatural realm we're projecting now then a person who had a demon on them they might themselves from their soul might be projecting light but it would be also overshadowed by a shadow of death and the shadow of death was in the body itself now whenever satan would come against a real child of god peter says let me tell you how i know this because this is the way he come against me when he come against me and I said I love the Lord and oh I would stand with the Lord and I wouldn't deny the Lord I was so confident in myself I was so strong and that line roared and I said ha 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 I'm a son of God who do you think you are oh devil you ain't gonna get me and Satan said good I've already got you say Peter because you are so confident in yourself you've got so much pride so much arrogance and you think you can do it you're already what boy you don't know it yet but I'm fixing to wear you out now this man had been there and done that and he had experience to what the wiles of the devil can do is there anybody here tonight besides Peter that's been caught up and thought? I'll tell you one thing I'd never do this Lord have mercy it's beneath me to ever do that Now what Satan does, notice how that he likens him in his journey Around believers I love I love this he said uh, be vigilant be sober be vigilant because you ever said the devil as a roaring lion walk us about now the word here about is that he goes to and fro and then he comes back so he actually makes this pass and then he comes back and you know how that is that God will help us through times and we'll have trying times and then God in his mercy will never let more be put upon us than what we're able to bear and then God God will give us some reprieve from that and we'll be able to enjoy it for a little while 30 minutes or so and then the next day is back and then here you go you find something else has come back so you know what God is actually doing and Peter the same way showing us how Satan does so he goes out and he walks about to and fro and then he makes a turn out there and he comes back right at you again now He may not use exactly the same thing he may have used an affliction one time and might use mental depression the next time but yet he always come back because he He's making his rounds. Oh, I, but it kind of flatters me in one way, that I am a regular visitor, that the devil wants to regular visit me, so I must be a real threat to hell. You sons and daughters here tonight, you young people and the devil, boy, Brother Donnie, that devil's aggravating me all the time. Well, you ought to be shouting and praising God. That means that there's something about your life that's causing that old devil to go to and fro. If you resist the devil, he will flee from you. But he does have the right to come back. But you know what you can do? Make him leave again. Wear the dude out. I mean, wear him out. He may come back, but make him leave when he comes back. He'll come back, Make him leave when he comes back. He comes back, make him leave you know have just give him a room in your house don't tell him to buckle up in your car alright devil I'm fine. get you a plane ticket we're going to Tahiti we're going here alone. no say devil you get out of here this car belongs to me Jesus is helping me make this payment he's helping me make this house payment there ain't no bed there ain't no cot I ain't got no high chair for you devil you ain't eating with me and my wife get out God helped us to buy this home we dedicated it to him we consecrated it to him our home is our castle it wants to be we want it to be a place of peace and enjoyment and the presence of God. So get out, you depressing devil. Get out, you old fearful devil. I'll tell you, friend, we need to take a walk through our house sometime and just go to prayer and say, all right, devil, move out. You've been in your long enough. You've been depressing us. You've been making us sad. We're sick and tired of it. Get your bags and leave. So here he comes, continually. Peter said, now if you think you'll ever get to a spot to where you'll be exempt from this, you're in trouble he walks to and fro seeking whom he may devour. Now this is the devil's employment. This is what he does for a living. Oh he must love it. So he'll come against your body he'll come against your soul if the soul whatever it is about the soul that emanates that strength and that grace and that mercy and that persistent consistent thing over and over and over again that God's elect does then you know maybe he moves from there into the other aspects that the demons of hell know and they focus then more on your spirit more on your family situation more on your job instead of getting at you now you know many of you that you used to smoke drink cuss run around do this that the other and for many of you you've been past those things for years they don't even come to mind no more but your troubles change and your problems change and Satan will start using many times the people that are close to you which you cannot control he will use family members now, initially, your battles were from within yourself, and you desire to still smoke, and you desire to, you know, do this and watch and watch movies you shouldn't watch, or listen to music you shouldn't listen to. You're going to preach, with me. But when you got to a place, you overcome that, and then something settled within you. Then what did he do? He began to enlarge in his borders and begin to move on people that were out of your control. Now, I'm going to go ahead and preach tonight, and y'all can just act like that this gonna happen to you, but I know better, that in reality, a lot of our biggest problems are from family members. Whether it's family, family, or church family. Now I can tell myself to shut up. But if I tell most of you all that, it wouldn't go very good. I can tell myself, you're serving God and you're going to church but if I tell you all that you say I'm a dictator right so anytime then that we move out of our own soul and our own choice and then we go to try and tell others you don't need to do that you do not need to do this but you do need to do, this, you need to do this and you need to do this and you need to quit doing that but we're living in an age when people don't want to hear that I'm talking about Christians I ain't even talking about these hogs out here God don't judge these people because they act like hogs. They are hogs by nature. What God judges people that say they're Christian is because they claim to be born again. But notice then, whenever we move into relationships within our family or within our church family, then each one of those, well, you can't tell them what to do. You can tell them to are blue in the face, but it don't mean that they'll do it. Oh, I know I need to. 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 But ain't I ain't going to. I ain't going to. I ain't going to. I ain't going to. Well, go on to hell then. Go on. Go on. You want to go to hell? Go on. It's your choice. But I don't want you, Brother done it But do right. Live right. Obey the word. Woo. Now you see, Satan is looking for every avenue by which he would be able to hinder these sealed saints, because they're the only threat really that he's got. They're the only ones that have the dunamis power inside of their soul that helps them and creates the very dynamite of God inside of them to help to, him to live an overcoming life. The others are struggling. They're trying. They love God. Those that profess to be Christian. And they want to do right, but they just don't have the dunamis inside of them. They have the excusia. If you're the service I preached in Louisiana, they have the excusia, which is the the authority to be able to help them do certain certain things but excusia and dunamis is not the same thing. Dunamis is the indwelling power by its inherent nature which imparts to you the ability to do what you cannot do. Excusia will allow you to sing, write songs, cast out devils and do mighty signs and wonders and still not have the power to overcome. Praise the Lord. I don't want excusia. I've got that already. But I want a mixture of excusia and dunamis together. I want to be able to live right. I want to cast out devils when I need to. I want to be able to use what God's given me. But I want the power to be able to live an overcoming life. Which only comes by dunamis, not by excusia. Now Peter had excusia in that he was able to cast out devils. So they come back in Matthew 10 rejoiced and said, Lord, the devil's were subject to us. So they cast out devils that heal the sick, that open the eyes of the blind and they had this excusia by what? Authority delegated authority by the Lord Jesus. But they did not have dunamis which give them power to live right. So whenever the enemy come against Peter then Peter denied he knew the Lord Jesus why? Excusia will not give you the power to overcome Satan. But dunamis will. Now the miracle about it is that people might have dunamis in their life and be born again and God never give them excusia to cast out a devil or God may deliver to son the power of excusia to cast out a devil and never give them dunamis which is the power of God to make them live right. You're blessed tonight I'll tell you one thing. You're blessed if you've got the power inside of you to live right and overcome sin. Don't you understand why people will stand before the Lord Jesus and say I cast out devils in your name I heal the sick in your name I raised the dead you know how they did that by excusia Judas would be one of them Judas had excusia delegated authority given to him by the Lord Jesus go in my name cast out devils heal the sick so it's like a police officer you're sworn in to the city of Elizabethan alright you go down there speeding that man can pull you over give you a ticket he has delegated authority by the city of Elizabethan praise the Lord well it's the same way with people that are called to preach we know that there preachers that sit right behind this pulpit the bottom line was some of them wasn't even born again Amen. and they prayed for some of you and you got healed right. was it a true healing? absolutely it was a true healing why? by excusia but yet when dunamis comes it gives you the power to be able to overcome this roaring lion Amen. now does your flesh still you get afraid? I guarantee as a human it will but the power of God oh my what's greater than a lion? Another lion. Well, praise God, we've got the greatest lion there is the lion of the tribe of Judah. Now, one of the major differences between our lion is he's the truth lion and the other one is a lying lion. Because he really ain't a lion, after all. He's got on a costume. He is as a roaring lion. So actually when you strip him down, remember one angel will wind up throwing him in the pit. Woo! And the Bible does not say it was a mighty angel, the Bible does not say it was a cherubim. I imagine it'll be one of the lowest ranking angels left in heaven. It does not say it was Gabriel, it does not say it was Michael, it does not say it was Azun, but an angel came down with the key to the bottomless pit and threw him in the bottomless pit. Oh, blessed be the Lord. There goes the lion lion. His costume is stripped off of him. His power is stripped off of him. And he's sent down there in hell by a chain of circumstance. What a chain to hold a dictator like Satan with. Not bars. A chain of circumstance. Remember, he tries to use that chain on you. Circumstance. Well, I I can't live right. Well, if this was better, if that was better, if this was better around me, just face the truth. You don't want to. Seeking whom he may devour. I don't mind telling. There's been times that my head's probably wound up in that lion's mouth. But the head part's where the dynamite cap is. That's right. So you got your arms around his neck like this and he grabs it. He says, oh no. I've tasted that smell before. That's gunpowder. <laughs> What's he want to do? Gulp you down. Seeking whom he may swallow. <laughs> but there are some that are swallow proof. I know that sounds very strange, but isn't this the type of Christian, Brother Dale, we want to be? A swallow-proof Christian. Oh, Satan will never admit it to you Oh, yeah, you know that wound up them demons will talk about it down in hell you imagine when they all have it on coffee breaks and stuff like that whatever it is they do down there whenever their, their shift is changed and you know from time to time that those demons shift change takes place in your life it takes place in churches because God will let the church go through a certain thing and you've seen as well as I have that flu will come through the church and then other kinds of sickness will come through the church and then, then it kind of lets up from that and then there will be marriage problems that will come through the church and there will be other kinds of things that will come through the church just like it was in the new testament and then you know god would give them a time of rest and the scripture said and the churches had rest so god would actually kind of make it back off so there would be a wave of various things that would come through the body and it is demons that are trying to move so god will assign or allow rather a uh, certain demons to be able to uh, say attack happy valley well other people that stream our service say lord have mercy they got so many people sick in that church Glory to god they need to come to our church ain't none of our people sick hang on they'll be down there Oh, praise God. <laughs> and then we'll get better physically. And then something else will come. And then other people will say, my goodness, if they got them kind of problems in happy valley. Hallelujah, we don't have them here. Hang on. And then aren't you glad, though, that God allows it to move and change around? It would wear us out, friends, if it wasn't for the grace of God. So it moves around. And Satan constantly trying different things. But can you imagine when those demons gather down in hell and say, I'm so glad, so glad to be off that happy valley duty and then the chief of administration says your next orders even in light tabernacle pastor Tim <laughs> that's the kind of church we want here in this hill. assigned to your home or our church them demons that they say Satan you don't know what it's like Amen. we sell contention among them we, how does that idiot preacher that man ain't got enough sense to get out of a door sideways He never graduated from high school. From what I understand, he don't have one day of Bible school. How is it that he can stand up there and preach and know what I told him people that day? How can he stand up there and read their hearts? And some of them other visiting preachers and them other preachers, they do the same thing. And I've worked and worked and worked on that trap and I'm getting ready to set it on Thursday morning and he busted wide open on Wednesday night. All that work I've done. That's the kind of ministry we want to have too, isn't it? You see, we want to be the kind of dynamite stick Christians that if a devil is dumb enough to start toward his mouth with us, the Lord just lets us just enough to blow his lips off. I wonder if there's an ER down in hell where them demons have to go have their mouth repaired and patched. Oh, I know you're laughing at but let me tell you something, friend. Take it in the spiritual symbol that's in intended. We can be them kind of Christians. Or we can be the kind that barely makes it from one service to another and barely hangs on. Well, I'm thinking about leaving and going to the Baptist church. I'm thinking about going here or there, or there. You need to find your place and knuckle down and get in the foxhole and drag out your gun. We're in a war. This ain't a picnic. This is not a recreation area. We are in a war. And let me tell you, we are winning. Praise be to God. We are winning by the grace of God. You see, those who become drunken with the cares of this life, they become so drunk with Laodicea and its riches and its cares. Yes, yeah. Satan could just <laughs> one right after another. Look, some who sat here—you know where they are tonight—in the belly of hell. Why they didn't remain sober, vigilant, watch, pray? Why they didn't need to? They didn't need me to tell them what to do. Go ahead, line Bait. I'll tell you who in this church is going to survive, okay? I'll tell you right here tonight. I'm not going to call names. But I'm going to tell you who's going to survive the onslaught of hell. Those who are sober. Those who are vigilant. Those who are filled with the Holy Ghost. Those who are not treating this message as if though it might be it possibly could be Those that are not waiting for the rapture to come 80 years down the road But they're living every day as if though it could come today They're living as if though the rapture could happen before this service is over tonight Because if the rapture don't happen your life might be over tonight So we are living every day. Oh, yes, we're making plans for the future. We're building a house We're building a church. We're planning on getting married. We're planting our taters. We're doing all of them things, but we're doing it with our eyes set toward heaven. You're doing your taters, praise God. What are you watching for? The rapture. We're building a church. We're watching for the rapture. We're building a house. We're waiting for the rapture. We're planting our taters. We're planting our onions. We're planting our tomatoes with our eyes fixed on Jesus. the devil cannot swallow us we're vigilant we're sober I want you to notice the position that Peter puts this line he's not crouching but he's constantly moving which is what lions do when they get into this stage of hunger He is so hungry. He's got an appetite which is unsatisfied, cannot be satisfied. So he eats one way of sin, and he wants another. He gets a young man, and he wants another, and another. And he gets a young girl, and he gets a preacher, and he wants a deacon, and he gets a trustee. But he don't want one. He wants one. And then in that, oh, that was so good. That was so good. A message deacon. A message preacher Oh I love it I love it because they say They're the bride I love swallowing down The message people Praise the Lord So he's not here He's not crouched But he's as A raging monarch of the woods if you've ever seen one how that they can march let me tell you something they have an air about them it's incredible absolutely incredible brother Bram said whenever you get killed by a lion they say it's painless because they scare you to death before they ever eat you he said a lion could kill you quicker than you can say Jack Robinson well I'm sorry y'all didn't know he said that but he did now that's pretty fast. Jack Robinson. You imagine this one. He stalked Moses. He watched him till he found his weakness. He stalked David. He found his weakness. He's watching you. You young boys, you young daughters, you older people, you deacons, you trustees, preachers. me. He's watching all of us. Amen. And he'll come around when he thinks he's got you. Put your feet down. Look your way. It will paralyze you. Several years ago, I got to go on a safari in Serengeti. There's a brother there in the message that was a game park, over the game park of the Serengeti in that part of Kenya. He took us in to where the lions were. We got to go where everybody else couldn't go. Got to go on one of those balloon rides free and eat real nice food and all that thing because he was worked for the game reserve, so we got to stay with him. But getting up within this close to Brother Tim and these brothers on the first row to lions. And sitting there in a Jeep, carrying armored guards with us. But most of the prize we saw, that was just all Laying back like this and resting. They sleep, you know, 20 hours a day. I asked him, I said, why aren't they, they up hunting? He said, their bellies are full. Their bellies are full. I wonder how many of the pride is full of message teenagers, message people. And probably most every one of them thought, not me. I'll never be there. I, I, I. Mm. That's not the way you stay out of a lion's gut. You stay out by being vigilant, by being sober, by being humble, and recognizing you cannot do it. Oh, my. Notice how he displays him, Peter here. When error comes in and the wrong and the weakness of our flesh, then the lion roars, paralyzes you. Oh God. He comes about seeking whom he may devour. Satan tempts in three forms. The subtle serpent, the roaring lion, and the angel of light. The subtle serpent to beguile our senses. To blind us by our sight, our touch, our taste from the reality of what he's offering us. He'll show you the Marlboro man on a great big old sign out there. He's got his western vest on and his mustache. And his cowboy hat. Riding out into the west to get chemo treatments. No, I mean... Uh-huh. If he'd show you that Marlboro man in the chemo place, and radiation place. Come on! Oh, he'll show you bottles of whiskey and he'll show you the CBD and, you know, the marijuana and all that sort of thing. Oh, it just really calms your nerves. It helps you. Helps you deal with life. I'm not saying that it don't. But what I'm saying is it's a sorry, rotten substitute for the Holy Ghost. Does a drink help a man calm his nerves? No doubt it does. But it is a sorry, rotten substitute for the Holy Ghost and then you'll get drunk and more drunk and more drunk. Come on, saints. And the devil has got a substitute out there that he's trying to get people, and he comes as a roaring lion and swallows one down and another down. But how many of you will join with me tonight and say, by God's grace, by God's grace, I will not wind up in the mouth or the belly of the devil. Amen. Not by my grace, not by my power, not by my strength, not by my stability, but by the grace of my God. The power of my God, the strength of my God, the courage of my God. That's the way we will resist the devil. Amen. Submit yourself, therefore, to the mighty hand of God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So, as the subtle serpent to beguile our senses, subvert our judgment, twist our reasoning. Well, praise God, that's why he's done the Garden of Eden. What is it? As an angel of light to try to deceive us on false views of present truth. To act as if though he's giving you the present light, the real light on this particular truth. And as a roaring light, Lord God, to bear down fear with destruction. Serpent never tried to destroy you that way. The angel of light doesn't even appear that way. But in the lion, when you're so upset, when you're so fearful, and your nerves are on edge, then he begins with his threats. I'll do this, and I'll do that. Many of y'all remember years ago whenever I was dealing with a series here on demonology. About after the fifth, sixth service, something like that, when I started dealing with demonology, There was one sickness after another. There was one thing after another after another. And I thought, Lord have mercy, what in the world have I done? You know, you go to preach on the devil, he gets mad. Friends, God is my witness before you tonight. And if that ain't the truth, may Almighty God strike me dead right in front of you. Satan come to me and said, if you
2: will let up, I will.
1: I just laughed and said, Are you kidding me? (laughs) But you know what that let me know? It let me know when men of God get in the channel of the Holy Ghost and it causes such difficulty. He knew it broke my heart to see you sick. He knew it broke my heart to see you having trouble and having problems. It was not just so much me, but it was more among the congregation and this was going on and that was going on and it intensified and intensified as I went on with that liar, that lion, that angel of light, that sneaky snake. Praise be to God. God, give us men that'll stand for the truth. Give us people in the pews that'll stand with the truth once it's preached. Oh, my. Be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, is a roaring lion. Walk us about seeking whom he may devour. Whom resist? steadfast in the faith don't be surprised and don't stagger when he comes or when he does you stand right there oh my you've got your spiritual forty-five seventy. it's an over and under and you are ready for him oh yes you're ready for him because God has called you now look friend I don't believe in going out in lion country and looking for lions I'm not talking about natural. I'm talking about you. Say, all right, devil. I hear you're wanting to fight. Well, come on, big boy. I'll give you a little bit of Donnie 3 and 3 and a little bit of Donnie 4 and 5, and the devil will get you, ha, 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 and you'll be out by noon because you're doing it in the flesh. But if God allows a battle to come your way, then you don't have to run come on friends praise be to god you don't have to run you can stand steadfast because god has called you and this is what peter is trying to get over to the early church they're being crucified they're being killed james had done been beheaded by this time and the people were getting afraid don't you see what they were seeing in nero don't you see what they were seeing in some of these emperors they were seeing the lion they were not seeing the angel of light. That's going to come later in 325 A.D. They were not seeing somebody trying to persuade them in false doctrine. They were seeing the rage of the lion. And it was scaring them. Oh. Praise be to God. Whom resist steadfast in the faith. Knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world what you let letting them know, but look brothers, y'all are not alone in this the gospel has now gone to Babylon, the gospel has gone to Crete the gospel has gone to Galatia, the gospel has gone all to these other places they may not be exactly what you're going through here in Jerusalem but they're suffering many of the same things this is not odd. this not strength, but bear it by the grace of God without complaining praise the Lord how many takes all your trials and tribulations without complaining and gripping and groaning and you just thank God every day and you shout the victory wow even the kids are afraid to raise their hands well good at least you're honest the trials that you're going through they are common and you can expect them because of who you are but just keep in mind you're swallow <laughs> Notice this in the Smyrna church. It's thinking not strange concerning the fiery trials that are to try you. That is what Peter said. Is it strange that God wants us to develop a Christ-like character that comes through deep revelations of preachers talking in such language that you don't even understand what they're... Wow. Suffering. No, sir. We all have trials. We are all tried and chastened the sons. Not one. But they go through that. The church that is not suffering and is not being tried hasn't got it and isn't of God. Simple enough. Which means the majority of sins are not of God. Dig it up on Sunday morning. I don't know which mini skirt to wear to church today. I went in to put my false eyelashes on and it fell in the toilet. <laughs> and I was going to wear them one-sexy high-heel shoes, but Lucy's wearing hers and she got hers the same day I got mine. Real Laodicean test. Unless you go to this church. I wonder sometimes what he's on. I mean, it must really be painful. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then ye are bastards. They may be quite plain and frank. So preachers who preach a chastisement-free religion are bastard preachers Amen. producing bastard Christians. Amen. Boy, it's getting hot in your it? I'll tell you one thing, friends. I'd rather have correction on my life than miracles every way I turned. All right, signs follow me, I don't follow them. Well, praise the Lord. The only way some preachers know how to defile the book of Acts as miracles. Well, glory to God, we got another book of Acts going on. Book of Acts going on, but it's amazing to me that they always identify that with healing and miracles. What about when they cast them out? That's also the book of Acts. Oh, we don't like that part of the book of Acts, do we? But that is part of the book of Acts. Notice whereof all our partakers, if you do not go through this, and notice he says, ye are bastards and not sons. That's pretty plain, isn't it? Then now this special condition in Smyrna must be applied to every age. There is no age free from it. There is no believer free from it. This is of God. This is the will of God. It is needful. Listen, we need the Lord to teach us the truth that we are to suffer and be Christ-like in doing it. Love suffers long and is kind. So you imagine the prophet telling us, we need the Lord to teach us how to be able to suffer. But not just suffer, but be Christ-like in suffering. If y'all ever read, for Jesus grumbled in his suffering... Where Jesus just had this great big long pity party and sat down on the outside of the cross. I'll tell you one thing. This is harder than what I thought it was going to be. Now, if I had this to think over again, there ain't no way I'd have done this. I did not realize that coming to this earth was going to be such a major stress level. I am so stressed. I am just so wiped out. I'm just at the nerve. Never. Did he feel it? Of course he did. If he did not feel that, then when you and I go to him, when we're that way, he cannot understand how we feel. He felt that way with Dow. He felt the stress. He felt the pressure. But not only, friends, did he go to the cross, but before he went to the cross, he's showing us how to suffer for the cause of right and keep the right attitude. Which I haven't always done. What about those of you on the internet? Have y'all got your hands raised up? I need help. And I'll go ahead and say it for 99.999% of you. Y'all need help with me. Matthew 5, or 12, Blessed are you when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly to that for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which are before you. The cloudy skies and storms of life are no signs of God's disapproval. Neither are the bright skies and still waters signs of his love and approval. But why is it we think they are? His approval of any of us is only in the beloved. Praise God! Your mom ain't got nothing to do with it. Your daddy ain't got nothing to do with your church. I don't care. You, you, you might, your daddy, might have known Brother Random. That has nothing to do with it. His love is elective, which he had for us before the foundation of the world does he love us oh yes oh my but how shall we know we shall know here you go this is a great deep revelation we shall know because he said so and manifested that he did love us so god was not just all talk but god was walk and talk mixed together Notice, then he manifested that he did love us, for he brought us to himself, and gave us of his spirit, placing us as his sons. And how shall I prove my love to him? you ready? By believing what he said and conducting myself with joy amidst the trials that he in his wisdom allows to come to pass. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. I'm not meaning it funny, friends. I'm meaning it sincerely. Let's stand. So it's more than long dresses, more than long hair, more than brothers not having earrings, nose rings, toe rings, wherever else those rings go. It's more than just the outside part. But how should I prove my love to him? By believing what he said and by conducting myself with joy. Now let's be honest, it comes more natural to conduct ourselves with sadness and depression and a long face most people do not have a hard time knowing when we are going through trials because most of us don't wear our trials well how are you oh sorry how you doing you dare ask me that? Now friends, we ought to be sensible. I don't think we ought to bubble dance and act like we're an idiot. People's going to think you're on something. Some of you may be. I mean, I don't know. All the message folks are so addicted to stuff anymore, you never know. But there is a place where we can walk in the midst of our trials and have joy. And if our God can't do this, I am quitting tonight. I'll never live for him another day. I'll not be here this weekend. Nope. I resign tonight. I'm quitting preaching. Quitting living for him. Right. He can do this. He can do this. So the problem is not him. It's me and you and you and you and you and you. Well, it's there for us. It's there for the asking, Brother Scott. Let me read it again. How shall I prove my love to him? By believing what he said. And by conducting myself with joy amidst the trials. That he and his wisdom. So you see what you're doing? It's trust. It didn't say you'd understand it. It didn't say you would even comprehend what was going on. But he and his wisdom would allow to come to pass. God never allowed Peter to preach the Alpha Bride, the Omega Bride. He never even allowed Paul to preach that. He never allowed any of the first century preachers to preach the masterpiece sermon. So they would be able to preach it to the first century Christians and show them that you all are seed, bride seed. And you must be sown in the dirt of the denominations. But you will come up again in 2,000 years. No doubt, Brother Dale, it would have made it much easier for them to bear having their toenails removed. Being put on the winch and their arms pulled off. No doubt it would have been much easier when they would take pinchers and pluck, pluck their eyeballs out. And they would have laid your wives over on tables. And if there was a child, cut the baby out while the wife, with no sedation, with no nothing at all for pain, and bust its head against a rock, it might have helped you to understand a little better. But you see, if God explains everything that he does, you don't need no faith. You rely on understanding. But when you pray and you pray and he's silent. And you do your best, and it still seems like he's silent. And you keep pressing on anyhow. And God says, that's my boy. That's my daughter. That's her. She believes me. I haven't even told her why. I haven't explained it. Oh, I know she's got questions, because I know her heart. But she trusts me. Watch her. People ask her how she's doing. She smiles, I look down in her heart, her heart is crushed. His heart is so devastated, he's right almost on the breaking point, but he goes right on. Behaves like a warrior. Behaves like a real son of God. That's my boy, that's my boy. (laughs) Don't you want God to say that about you? Let me read 1 Peter 5.10 and I'm going to pray. But the God of all grace who has called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus after that you have suffered a while make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. Make you perfect means to equip, to adjust, to fit together. Establish means to fix firmly, to set fast. So after if you've gone through this for a while, that God may establish you and adjust you. See, you're already changed from the soul. Don't you understand? Many of us are so close to the rapture, we only need Minor adjustments. Compared to what we were when He found us, compared to what He'd done for us initially, all we lack is minor adjustments. (laughs) Praise be to God. Do you believe we're that close? barriers if you would how many with me tonight would say to the Lord Lord I have gotta be honest I need help I haven't always conducted myself with joy I've, I've been so sad and I've let the devil rob me and I, I'm sorry Lord I've acted like you didn't care I've acted like you didn't provide. Heavenly Fathers, we bow our heads to the dust of the earth. I'm sure if we've been a Christian very long, each of us remember such times. Lord God, I can look back at some of the hard, hard times when I've had to preach things. For me, a lot of the difficult times that I've been through is when I've had to preach things and I was so misunderstood and So ridiculed and so laughed at even by my message, brothers. And then I question you, how come you make me do it? Why didn't you make this brother do it or that brother? Why did they get off from having to do such? Why do you always pick on me? I'm so sorry, Lord. Please forgive me. Lord, there's times I've had such a big old sad face. I just got to be honest, Lord. But Jesus, I believe what you've said here tonight. I believe in the midst of our greatest trials, we can have joy. Oh, it don't mean that the trial will get any easier. It don't mean that the burden will roll away. But somehow, there's a joy in the midst of it. For the Scripture tells us the joy of the Lord. Is our strength. God I pray that you'd help each of us tonight. Men. Women. Teenagers. Older people. Those in the visible audience. Streamers. Whoever they are. Lord God help us I pray. Give us strength Lord. Help us to prove our love to you. By believing your word. These sisters don't just prove that they love you by not cutting their hair and keeping makeup off their face and the brothers by turning their head and, and, and by keeping off of websites that they shouldn't be on and not listening to rock and roll. All that's part of it. But they could do all of that and still be a miserable, miserable Christian when they're going through trials. But Lord, help us to understand there is such a victory that we can experience. The scripture tells us that you bore the shame and went through all that you went through because of the joy that laid before you. That joy was us. Praise God. That joy was us. Knowing you were redeeming, buying, purchasing us. And we one day would be free. And you wouldn't make us swallow proof from that devil. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The prophet said, old Paul, whenever he got to a place that they was making the chopping block to cut his head off. He could said, grave, tell me how you're going to scare me. Where is your victory? I thank God through our Lord Jesus Christ, he said. Praise be to God. Help us tonight, Lord Jesus. May you minister healing. May you minister joy, encouragement, strength. Granted, I pray, Father. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Praise be to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now I'm going to raise my hands tonight, Father, in your presence. I need joy. I need strength. God, I need leadership. I need your wisdom in helping your people and feeding them. I just need so much from you, Lord. I'm raising my hands tonight as an act of faith that I am going to receive. I didn't ask you for money. I never asked you for fame. I've never asked for any of those things. Never asked for popularity. I asked for the things that I feel like will make me what you want me to be. Strength, wisdom courage your favor give me those things God that will make me a soldier in the army of the Lord one that will not compromise one that will not fear one that will not move for favor of men one that will never move back from the promise of the word of God help me Lord Jesus help me that I can be able to find that element of joy in the midst of great trouble hallelujah Oh, praise be to God. How many wants it with me tonight? And whatever God's called you to be, would you just raise your hands up there? Just believe it. Raise it, expect Him to receive it. The little bird opens up its mouth when it sees Mama flying in on the nest. You know why? It figures Mama's got a worm. Well, Papa ain't here tonight with a worm in your mouth, but he's going to come and bring joy. And healing and peace and strength and whatever you have need of tonight. Do you believe it? The Bible says you have not because you ask not. And he said then sometimes you ask and you, you do believe not. And then when you ask, you ask amiss. But let's ask and let's believe and know that we are going to receive it. Well, if you need money tonight, sure, God can do that for you. But now I think most of us would say, you know, God helps us in our financial things, and we thank God for that. Probably many of us, our greatest needs tonight is not money. But yet it would be more the temperance of the love of God and faith and patience and those things that make us a better person, right? If you need a financial move, sure, God can just throw that in right on the very end of it. But that's not really the predominant thing. The predominant thing is being the kind of child of God that heaven can be proud of you. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Let's, let's worship the Lord a little bit, shall we? Praise the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you,
2: Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen, Lord. Hallelujah. We've got the power In the name of the Lord Though Satan rages We shall not be defeated We've got the power In the name we've got the power in the name of the Lord
1: hallelujah thank you Jesus thank you Jesus amen we don't just have excusia but we've got dunamis inherit power in us to help us to overcome you believe it Praise be to God. Turn and shake somebody's hand and tell them, that's what I want. Dynamite power. Dynamite power. Swallow proof. Sing it again, brother. Thank you, Lord Jesus.
2: Oh, give me your hand.
1: Yes, Lord. Let's Let read together, together
2: that all, all our enemies will crumble at i Just... Just... stop us oh, but the bride of Jesus is still alive and like a mighty army we keep marching on Jesus, we've got the power in the name of the Lord, though Satan rages, we will not be defeated. Be defeated. We've got the power in the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus.
1: Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Thank you, Lord. Aren't you glad the Church of the Living God still got the power of the Holy Ghost? They me the other out. one of the demons had cast out of the one of the people down at the camp in Louisiana that they kept telling them Jesus is Lord another voice would speak out of this young boy and said Satan is Lord and he would growl like an animal but that power had to bow to the name of Jesus hey we don't want just something that we can talk about we want something that will prove itself praise God oh we believe in the power to shout don't we Power to rejoice and heal. But I want the power when you pull out in this road out here that you'll be able to overcome your tests, your trials, your temptations, and be able to have, behave yourself as a child of God with joy in the midst of your trials. God bless you. Let's come back again this weekend looking for the Lord to move and speak to us. you believe He will? Yeah. Amen. Me too. Bill Darrell, would you come and dismiss this buddy in prayer? I think the Lord, Brother Darrell, has been out preaching on the field and having some really good meetings. We so appreciate our brother, don't we? Amen. Amen. Let's
0: <laughs> just bow our heads. Our most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we're so grateful for your word, Lord, that teaches us and instructs us, equips us, dear God, to defend against the attacks of our enemy lord knowing father that he brings mock attacks over and over in different directions but father's your word told us that we are to stand to be immovable dear god knowing lord that according to the bible we do not flee from satan but satan must flee from us lord we're so grateful for the truth for we shall overcome by the truth for the bible said we shall know the truth the truth shall make us free lord we're so grateful tonight for the things that we heard lord and May we take it into our hearts, Father, and may we apply it to our lives, dear God. May we put it into our field kits, Lord, that we can use on the battlefield. And not something that we put on the shelf, Lord, that we can't find, but, Lord, may we keep it close to us so we can use it, Lord, in the time of battle, Father, we pray. And thank you for Brother Donnie, Lord, for yielding his self. May you bring his strength back to his body quickly, Lord, we pray. And Father, bless each one as we travel on the way home now. Forgive us of our sins, Lord, our shortcomings, we pray. Father, heal the sick that's among us, dear God. For, Lord, you're our healer. You're, a, you're our all and our all. We just love you, Lord. And we just thank you for all that you've given us and done for us, Lord. And thank you, dear God, for the truth. For we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, saints. Go in the fear of the Lord. Isn't it wonderful to be a Christian? Amen.
2: Amen. Amen. Let's sing this as we go tonight. Victory is mine. Amen. When Satan comes in tomorrow sing this song to him oh victory is mine victory is mine victory today is mine 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 oh i told satan get thee behind victory today is mine oh joy is mine joy is mine joy today is mine. I told Satan, get thee behind. Joy today is mine. Oh, when I woke up this morning, I didn't have a doubt. I knew that the Lord said, Lord, if you please, I rose up shouting victory. Oh, victory is mine, victory is mine. Oh, victory today is mine, mine, mine. Oh, I told Satan Victory is mine. Oh, victory today is mine, mine, mine. Oh, I told Satan, get thee behind. Oh, victory today is mine. Oh, victory is mine. Oh, victory is mine. Victory today is mine, mine, mine. Get thee behind Victory today is mine Oh, love is mine Love is mine Love today is mine, mine, mine Oh, I told Satan Get thee behind Love today is mine Victory is mine, oh victory is mine, victory today is mine, oh I